Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, keep talking. Hello, hello, hello. See, like how mine doesn't do the thing that yours does? Yeah, why? Yeah, I don't know. It's because you turn mine down. I think it's because you don't have bass in your voice. Oh. (laughs) That hit you. That hit you. talking. (laughs) 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 What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lightweights. Today, we have Matthew Espinoza on our podcast. Hello. Matthew is a friend of mine. He is also training with Zila currently. He's on a 90-day challenge, Mm -hmm. and I figured... Why not? Actually, yeah. I've known of Matthew since, I don't know, fucking a long time ago. Like, since you started Vine. So, like, eight years ago. Oh, I didn't know that, ago. actually. Yeah, dude. I used to watch you all the time. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, It was you and it was, like, a select a select few other people. But, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've known of you for a very long time. But then I, I think I met you, like, I don't know, two years ago mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I think it was at, uh, I don't know. I don't remember where it was. Oh, you know. Saddle, outside of Saddle, Saddle, Saddle Ranch. Starbucks. Yes. We were, uh. We were, I don't know, what were we doing? Everyone was just outside for some reason. Everyone kind of just started migrating to that empty Starbucks yes. parking lot across from Saddle Ranch. And that's, that's when I, yeah, anyways. Uh, you have anything to say? You've been awfully quiet. Yeah, Matt is left-handed, double-jointed, and his favorite color is blue. The guy's from Virginia, and if you know... Uh, <laughs> double-jointed. <laughs> and if you didn't, didn't know, know the guy hates pickles. Mm, must have gotten that off Google because <laughs> I slowly have been starting to like pickles. Um, but didn't know I didn't know about I, I didn't know it was double jointed. I don't. What does it mean? Like, like if your arm is like you do like elbow stuff. Oh, okay. Can you do elbow stuff? I don't. Nothing that like <laughs> was. I am left handed. That was something to definitely note. But yeah, yeah. I, you told me you were left handed, but you 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 like throw right. You you right left. Is that right? Y- yeah. So I throw with my right but I write with my left but I can throw farther with my left but more accurate with my right uh-huh. like I have more power in my it's it's weird that's man. fucking mad weird and you kick with your I kick with my right I actually met Matt back in 2015 Where's, wait what I think MagCon New Jersey what bro what <laughs> at, wait that's gnarly at what I a, play do you remember that yeah of okay. course yeah. yeah I was shooting video for someone that day and I met everybody there wait who were you shooting video for Nick Tangora he I was, know exactly oh my gosh mm-hmm. that was one of the last ever MagCons yep that was the first time I got introduced to like all of that and I was like blown away wow what a throwback yeah I wanted because MagCon's been it was like massive yeah it was the hottest thing and a lot of it was like vine it was a bunch of vine vine stars yeah and you guys went on tour and you did you did a tour yeah what was the craziest experience just out of all of that from like going to these different venues and running into these fans who were just obsessing over you i think the hardest or like the weirdest part for me was like living this like for lack of better terms hannah montana lifestyle because i was still in school during all this i was just a sophomore you know and or I guess I was I was a freshman when Vine started happening and a sophomore when all the MagCon stuff started happening and like kind of maneuvering that because on Monday through Thursday I'm in school with just I'm in a private Catholic school same uniform as everyone being put at the same level as everyone and then early morning on Fridays I would only be able to go to like first through third period and then I have a flight and then I'm now in Chicago or I'm in San Francisco meeting thousands of fans That's fucking and then wicked. come Monday I'm back in geometry class. I'm back in in social studies. I'm back in PE. It's like a fever dream, dude. It's it was the weird like, I, and the thing is, I can't talk to my classmates about this stuff without sounding like an absolute yeah douche. yeah yeah. So it was like 
like with all the guys from MadCon, that was when I felt like I could talk about that stuff and like just how we can share experiences. Like, yo, how was it like back home for you at your schools? Because they were all in high school too. <laughs> like, so it was, it was, I think that was the weirdest part. And also just kind of really getting acclimated to people coming up to me and being like, I love your videos. And I'm like, oh wait, this is like a thing. Like people, this is a public, yeah, internet's yeah. a thing. And I didn't understand that until I had my first meet and greet before MadCon even started. I was like, hey everyone, come to this mall. And that's that probably, scary. Yeah. that's probably the first time that that's ever happened ever, right? With Vine. Yeah, like, I was the, I was part of like one of the first waves of internet. Internet, yeah. Because we, we right? took off of, you know, remember like O2L? That, they were the YouTube group. They were the YouTube group, right? And that's where kind of the originating idea for MagCon started because like I don't know if not many people I don't know if many people know this but there was this group channel we created back in way before MagCon called Five Dudes Vining and it was me Carter Reynolds Nash Greer Cameron Dallas and this kid named Caden Stevenson dope singer he's a dope kid right and I was like guys let's make a group channel like they're doing it on YouTube let's be the first Vine group channel so I told everyone I was like make an introduction video that will upload it I'll create the account and then that was that. So I created the account, went to football practice after school. I put my phone in the locker. I'll never forget this. As I like upload all five of our introduction videos, I put in my locker, shut my locker, go to practice. Hour half later, I come back, 100,000 followers on the account. Wow. Holy fuck. Like that. And I was like, whoa, there's power in numbers. So we really realized that we started meeting more of the homies like Jack and Jack and Aaron Carpenter, who was already at the, one of the first ever original MagCons. And then we're just like, yo, let's start doing this. And we went to Dallas, you know, and that was our first MadCon, like, together as a crew. And it was just, like, thousands of girls. Like, it was so interesting. So that was kind of, like, the start of the Vine, to yeah. answer you, like, the, this Vine in-person type thing. And then, then you know, next thing you know, you have a whole wave of people from Vine going and moving to L.A. And that was, like... And this was before we knew this could work. Like, TikTokers nowadays, they can look at us for proof of concept, be like, yeah. oh, that worked. I gotta make some money off brand deals, and I can make this happen. Yeah, this no, no one did this yet. The, like for me to ask my mom and dad, hey, can I move to LA? Like, dude, you have two more years of high school. What do you mean? Yeah, move to LA. Like, I'm like, yeah, but I'm making money, and then like, no, Matthew, no, you can't. So I just kept on begging them, and they eventually were like, look, this kid's gonna resent us in two years because he can move out anyways in two years if he wants to. So they just they let me. Was there any beef between you and the YouTubers? At first, there was this weird, like, Vine versus YouTube, like, war, as one would say. But as time went on and, like, like the YouTubers understood that, like, Viners, like, we looked up to YouTubers. They were, they, they've been doing this. Like, they have yeah. been creating for a while. And it takes a lot more effort to be a YouTuber than it did to be a Viner. So there was just, like... I guess there was this like weird annoyance from the YouTubers side like man they're making six second videos they're getting millions of followers I could see their annoyance I'd be annoyed too if I was in their position you know what I'm saying right. but from a Vine standpoint I'm like yo I love you guys like you're the part of the reason why I'm even making YouTube content you know so like once they st that started happening then there started becoming peace <laughs> what does uh, what does MacCon mean and who who's the originator originator Jesus Christ, I can't. You got speak. it, you got it. Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I know the okay. suit's making you a little nervous. By the way, for context, everyone, I'm wearing a suit because I made a joke earlier. I was like, all right, I'm pulling up in a suit. And Ilya's like, do it. I'm like, done. <laughs> done. I have shorts on. I hope everyone can see. I am, this is, yeah. Okay, sorry. MagCon. What does MagCon mean and who started it? MagCon means meet and greet convention. Okay. Yes. 
and who started it was a guy named Bart Bordelon. Um, there was they had they had this small uh, meet and greet uh, at this hotel in Houston. I wasn't part of that one. This was when the the kids were kind of like Vine wasn't really a thing yet. This is just like kids remember the Kick, the messaging app. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. KIK, like there was people who were popular oh, on yeah. that, and there was this other, um, there was this other uh, pl- video platform that Kylie Jenner was big on at the time too back then, before Vine was a thing. And there was people who were blowing up on that too, so they were grabbing a bunch of different kids and kind of putting them together. So, part of the original MagCon, there was like Aaron, Taylor, and Cameron. And the rest of the people weren't, they didn't go on to the other MagCons. Just those three they grabbed from original Houston MagCon. And then um, months had gone by. They're like, oh, wow, this Vine, these Vine kids are cool. And they already know each other from this account and all this stuff. So they just kind of grabbed us, too. And they're like, do you want to do this convention? And it wasn't like, hey, you're about to go on this tour. Like, we didn't know what was about to happen. We just were like, yeah, we're all going to go to this thing. And I'm like, like, yeah, there's, you know, Sean Mendez and then Cameron Dallas and Ashley. Like, we were just like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's all go meet our fans in Dallas. I don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm about to get on a flight that they paid for and I'm about to go meet some fans. Okay, cool. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. And to you at this point, these are just all these other group of Viners that like kind of made content that you fucked with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all, and like the thing is, we were all already friends too at that point because we knew, now knew each other online. So we were like playing Xbox together and all this stuff. Hadn't met each other in real life. Yeah. But we were already now like boys online. So we're like, all right, yo, you're doing the same thing I'm doing you know why not be homies and now we're all meeting finally in person it's just like it was, it clicked so quickly and then we're like all right what's the next one what's the next one then we're in orlando and chicago and all these different places do you still keep in touch with most of the people from that group yeah majority of all of them wow. like i've talked i talked to all of them like very like on a like every year at like multiple multiple times some more than others like jack and jack i'm like multiple times a week talking with them playing video games with them seeing yeah. them in person um, Aaron, I'm always checking in with him. Carter, Taylor, I'm always checking in with him. Sean, Sean's, Sean's, he's just like everywhere now. Yeah. So I'm, but I'm always checking in with him. Our parents, like our dads were like, our dads are like this. Like it's, wow. it's crazy. Like, like, cause the thing is we're, we're all kids, you know? So all of our, all the parents are together, you know, chilling at the bars or whatever it may be, or just hanging out, you know, while their kids are meeting fans. Like they don't know what to do in that moment, you know? So, um, but yeah, all of them, I, I, I keep in touch with and. That's what's something I'm, I am, like, glad of. That Friends like, for life. Yeah, it's like, because we all share this unique moment in our life that only, like, nine of us, ten of us, you know, were very, it was just a very unique moment, like, and it yeah. was very short-lived. Everyone thinks MadCon was this long thing. It only lasted, like, four months, five months. There's only, like, ten events, too, right? Yeah, really? if, if even yeah. ten events. Yeah, if Maybe, even. like, eight. Yeah. Like oh, it, yeah, because it, it, online, it looks like it happened for, like, five years. Yeah. No, and that's what that was the craziest thing about it all. Is like we were gaining hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter, on all this stuff every week. Like, it was this crazy influx. And then a lot of, like, just other third-party managements and all this other stuff started coming into play and started, like, there was a moment where like, yo, we're not getting paid enough. You know, like there was uh, money kind of tore everything apart for lack of better terms. Um, Who was collecting it? MagCon. In the beginning, we didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah, like we were getting paid a certain amount that we were like, this is dope money because we're 15, 16, yeah. 17, 18. We were like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be in this moment on a random weekend. I'm in, like, we're not thinking about where we're getting paid. And then we start doing the math on ticket sales. We start doing the math on all these things. I have other people like, yo, bro, like, you know they sold 4000 at $250, right? Like, do the math. Like, all these types of numbers are now jumping in our heads, and we're like, 
okay. So there was like a big moment actually where I grabbed all the guys and we like are knocking on Bart's door at like four in the morning in DC. It was, it was a DC show and we're like, we need more money. It was like, a, bro, it was like, we we literally did that. Like all of us at the door. Like you said, oh, I'm sleeping guys. We don't care, bro. Come on, we're here. Open the door. He's just in his underwear and shit. We're like, all right, we're talking. We all just went into his room. It was it was an intense moment. And we're like, we like we did the math. You're paying us not even like a percent of a percent. Like it was bad yeah. of what we were getting paid in the beginning. And um, yeah, but like I said, like I still wouldn't change anything. You know what I'm saying? Like I wish yeah. it went a little longer for sure, but it still had its impact. And and I still got to meet some really cool people, and I got to meet fans who are supporting me you know like that was such a joy and but like i said it was very weird having to like there was no lead-in yeah i was just a high school making vines i'm not many fans just like that there was no lead-in to anything so that was the weirdest part for sure damn that 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 moment where you walked into the hotel room um of your manager whoever it was yeah that's like, the, a, the that's like a movie moment that's fucking no, that's literally. so cool yeah well, I, I told him i was like yo if if if, if i just go in there I look like a jerk. If just two out of nine of us go in there, we look like we're gonna be dividing and conquering. If all of us go in there, yeah. we're making something happen. Let's go. So they were just like, we were just getting all hyped up. Yeah, let's go. We're kids, we're trying to talk to this adult to give us more money. We don't know what to say. We don't know anything. We don't yeah, have yeah. managers. We don't have none of this. We're just kids. And like, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. What was your move like to LA? Like explain that, like what, what you felt in that moment, what, what really happened because obviously where did you come from virginia yeah so like two very different cities Super states different. you know yeah <laughs> countries. You, countries. you catch Contin <laughs> continents <laughs> <laughs> um that was that was a big move it was interesting though because i had always wanted to go to la my dad started calling me mr hollywood when i was five years old because of how much i wanted to act how much i i still do you know how much i, I that he knew and my mom knew how much this was meant for me to be in this city and to follow my dreams in that aspect. My plan was to always go to New York, get in some plays there, maybe get on Broadway, then use that to go to L.A. That was always like this underlying goal. My my whole goal, my entire life was get to L.A. no matter what. Um, and so that move was very interesting because I moved with my older brother. He graduated for business and marketing at the time. So I'm 15, 16. He's 22, about to turn 23. Like that's in high. Back then, I'm thinking this guy's so old he's so mature bro i was 22 two years ago that's <laughs> gnarly that my parents let us do that that blows my mind yeah that, that was like that it, like looking back on it now i'm like dang like that they had a lot of trust but my dad was is able to ro work remotely so he came with us the first like month and he's just like making sure we're kind of getting settled in right making sure we're doing the right things and all this stuff but it was very it was like a dreamland man being out in la at that age like like it was like my college almost two years early because I left normal high school at sophomore year and started doing This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no 
English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. It's the Joe Guarantee. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game, but guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying. And with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. Doing online classes because I was like, the moment's here, like I'm going, I, I got to. And my parents, like I said earlier, like they're like, look, in two years, you can go to LA anyways and you'll resent us because we didn't let you go. So... Why not just let you go now? And yeah. Ryan was already going to go. My older brother, he was already going to go to L.A. for marketing, like I said. So it was just really, it was odd, man. Like, I got sucked into it so quick. Next thing I know, I'm at parties with, like, this person, this celeb, and, like, the, it, like, because, like, social media at that time, Vine was popping. Like, so you're getting dragged everywhere. Yeah. You're, like, meeting this person and that person, like. I mean, like Bieber first week I'm here and like. Oh yeah, you became genuine. friends with Bieber, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I remember seeing a Vine where uh, I don't know if it was you or if it was him that posted, it, but you were like at his party, his birthday party, mm -hmm. with like there was a cake in the back. I don't know if you remember. Oh, it was like yeah. a long time ago. But. Oh yeah, yeah, that was I, I, that might have been when he was at my party. He was singing Happy Birthday to me on my 18th party. That, oh, yeah, like, stuff like that. Like that. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, like that. That bro, if you told me at fifteen, yo, yeah, Justin Bieber's gonna be singing Happy Birthday to you, not because <laughs> you paid him or anything, because he just wanted to just show up and he wanted to party with you guys. Like that. I was like, nah, you're lying to me. Like that doesn't make sense, you know. And um, yeah, it was it was just kind of getting just thrown into the lion's den, but also knowing you're right where you need to be. That was the other thing. I was like, I'm right where I need to be in my life right now. And also like the parties and all that stuff. I was like, you know, I'd be in college partying anyways. So I wasn't really mad at myself if I'm like going out and partying. I'm 17 yeah. in LA. Like I just kind of did it a year earlier than my other friends who were going to go to college that next year and party anyways. So yeah. like that's, but it was odd, man. Going from Virginia, they're super different. Like you got a lot of space in Virginia. A lot of just normal people and in LA a very just like everything is exaggerated you yeah. know like everyone is exaggerated like just super like to the highest degree exaggerated you know uh, what do you think about TikTok in what manner like in general just what do you would you wanna I guess like do something like you did on Vine but on TikTok 
the thing the sh- the thing with TikTok is like it's not really based on a lot of original content. For some creators, it is, but a lot of the times that like, you can blow up off of TikTok by just writing sounds, writing trends. Right. And with with Vine, there was no sounds. There was nothing like that. There was maybe some trends and dances or certain songs that you would do, and like yeah, but that's still like it came down to that these original ideas and right. all that. So. Um, TikTok's cool. I think you can get fame very, very, very fast. And like to where someone would have like, like for instance on Vine, I was, there was a moment where I was like top 15. I think I was like highest at that point was like 12 on Vine. Wow. And I had like 6.3 million, right? That's a, that equivalent today would be like on TikTok, like 50 mil. Yeah. Like the amount of people that are now on the internet is just multiplied by a crazy, the inflation is just insane. So like, that's why back then it felt like so many people because like that was still, let's say like 80% of the internet was like, let's say on Vine or whatever. Now 80% of the internet's on TikTok, but it's now, there's a lot more people on the internet now because everyone now has phones. Like second graders have iPhones now. Like that wasn't happening when I was getting my first phone. I got my first phone when I was in sixth grade and it was a flip phone. Like right. kids now, like there's just way more people on it. So everyone like has this like sense of fame right away. And I think it's gonna mess with a lot of kids' heads. like. I was way too young to be getting into this. Like, and I luckily was raised by parents who like always kind of taught me like, yo, look, like these numbers are cool. These fans are cool. But like, you're still like, they would ground me a lot. And being the youngest of four also, I get grounded a lot. Like I get humbled a lot with two older brothers and an older sister. Like, yeah. They're always letting me know I ain't anything. <laughs> like, so like, well, also motivating me of course, but. Do you blame your family for you having, being so grounded now? Um, yes and no. I think over time, like I, I take the situations and the experiences that I put in and I try to learn from them. Some people kind of just be like, oh, that happened to me. Okay, move on. Like, I really try to like smell the roses a lot and just like, which I guess in turn was because of my parents. So yeah, I guess I can actually say that. It, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Sorry. I just kind of talked my way into that one. No. But yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah, I would, I would definitely give it to my family for that. For sure. Do you remember when Taylor Kniff bought an RV and he was going to go? I do. I yeah. filmed that video. No way. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like the first experience. The Odd Rhyme tour? Was it Odd Rhyme or something like that? It was around there. And he had like this other partner too. I forget his name. But then we went to the RV place and he bought an RV that day. And he's like, do you mind driving it? I'm tired. Threw me the keys. And I was driving this 25 foot RV on the highway. <laughs> and I just met this kid yesterday at a meet and greet. And now I'm like, what the fuck is happening at this? Like... Wait, is that where he was just like putting all the cash in the thing in like the RV? Was there just an, an ignorant amount of cash in the RV at times? I think so. I did, okay. I only was there for like the first two or three days, and he was waiting to get the tour going yeah. because they were like figuring out the venues and whatnot. I just remember like the power of that because people just keep showing up wherever they thought he was, and they're like, "How'd you find this place?" Yeah, like so that's why. Yeah, he just took it upon himself to just be like, "Look." You'll go where I go. Yep. So I'll just go where I want to go, and you'll pay to meet me in that moment. Like he's and he would do bowling alleys, restaurants, mm-hmm. Denny's. Yeah, he would do uh, uh, these trampoline spots, these yes. sky highs. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, he like took up sky highs. Probably still in business because of Taylor. <laughs> like, yeah. like I swear, it was just nonstop sky highs that he was just meeting fans at. And I was like, that's dope. Yep. So, but yeah, wow. We, we, that's did, sick. we did a couple tours after um, MadCon too, and it was yeah, it was just so interesting to see that like how many how much people would want to see their favorite creators in person. 
and that they'll pay a lot to do that. It was just interesting, you know, but very, yeah, it was a very cool, cool thing. And I didn't even realize the whole idea of numbers being a thing. So I had my first meet and greet at a mall. Like I was mentioning earlier, like I thought 50 girls, 50 guys would show up. Like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. I had like 250K on Vine and I was like, hey, I'm going to go to this mall September 9th, pull up. It's like 20, 20 minutes from my house or whatever. Like, I'm, it's just the mall I went to with all my friends. Bro, I had my homies and upperclassmen ready to watch me fail. They went to the mall that night. It was on a Friday night. I'll never forget this. I, like, I'm on my way there. My parents are already there recording or whatever. Yeah. They're like, Matthew, you got to show up. There's a lot of people here. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, we're on the way. We're on the way. Like, I don't know what I'm about to expect. Bro, I'm on the second floor. I tell everyone to go to this, like, this area where, like, Santa Claus usually always is, right? I'm on the second thing. I'll never forget this. I see all my friends and these upperclassmen just waiting, like, literally standing in a corner, like, ready to watch me <laughs> fail, ready to clown me the next the next week in, in school. Bro, I'm on this escalator. I see a wave of a 1,000 girls start rush, like, there he is! And like this is my first meet and greet. I would just that was the longest escalator ride in my entire <laughs> life. I'm like I felt like I was literally transitioning from my normal childhood that I knew into this like okay here you go bud your life will never be the same and it never was that night ever since that night bro like I now was like I remember laying in bed like looking up in the ceiling and being like what just happened in my life like i was just in school earlier today and thousand people show up it was like yeah it was like an average of 900 to like 1100 people that they said like and there was also they thought there was a shooting at the mall so the swat team pulled up because i said what you did yeah because i said there was a video shoot happening so they (laughs) so you got swat team pulling up and i'll never get i'll never forget this guy's like matthew espagata isn't here he kept on messing completely butchering my name and uh, i'm next to him as he's saying that i'm like i'm him and he's like what what and then they grab me now i'm getting pulled i get taken to this like side room girls like "Ah, ah," i'm like what the hell is happening right now oh my god and then they pull me back out and like bro it, it was just it was so hectic and then fox news was there so we're going like I'm now going to my car my boy's like yo that's Fox News like go tell them like you're that's what they're I was like all right let's go so he walks up and my my boy was like yo that was that's him like that's the guy and they're like oh can we get an interview I was like okay now we're on Fox News okay <laughs> oh yeah my good my shirt my hair we're, yeah we're dialed in okay let's hit it yeah what's up everyone and then they're like dude it was it was, like that next thing I know I get in the class Monday I'm in Spanish class first period on the smart board she has my fox interview my teacher my spanish teacher had my fox interview going so i'm like feeling a little clowned by my teacher right now honestly uh shout out you miss young um but you know i was also like yo this is like a cool moment in my life like i'm on the news at my own school because of something yeah. i did it was just a very interesting moment and um yeah that was i don't know how i rabbit trailed into that but that was a very that was when i realized i was like okay this this thing is real. This isn't just a number on a screen. These are yeah. humans that are looking at this every single day. And that's when I really understood, like, that's why I don't curse in any of my videos. That's why I don't do a lot of that stuff is because I really am understanding, like, how much of a role I play on the Internet and and how people are watching. This isn't just random numbers. These are human beings who have an impact on the things you put out there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if I don't need to curse, I won't. If I don't need to, you know... If I'm not drinking, I'm not going to do that. I'm afraid, like, I don't know. There's just certain things I just, uh, people don't need to be seeing on the internet. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't know. So 
I rabbit trout again, but yeah. What do you think the next big platform is or the next like thing to do where everyone would do like Instagram sketches and then like vlogging and now like, is it podcasting? Is it something, is there something else coming that you think of? Um, I think that over time, things are always going to be shifting. I think TikTok and Instagram are always are going to have a good wave for the next couple years. A vertical video? Yeah, a vertical video. Because like majority of um, like what we consume is, is video nowadays. So every platform is just slowly but surely changing into that, you know. And Vine definitely, I feel like, started that with like this whole vertical like just endlessly scrolling type content thing, you know, because if you look at Facebook in the early days, it was kind of like Twitter and Instagram and all of it together because you could post photos, you could post videos, you could also just do a status, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like they were so ahead of their time. Then all these apps are just taking the good things from that and be like, okay, we're just doing video. You can't upload photos to TikTok. Boom, just video. You know, Instagram is like, okay, we'll we'll let you do both. We'll use a photo and video. And now Instagram's like, we don't like photos anymore because brands don't like it. Marketers don't like it. There's no, not that much money into it. There's not that much engagement in it. Let's watch videos. It's also making people get creative too. Cause if you have to now think of a video instead of a photo, your brain is going to go in a whole different way. So I yeah. think video is always going to trump everything. Like we're now screwed. Like video is always like, there will be no photo apps anymore. I don't think anymore. I mean, maybe like something like be real. Like I've heard about, I don't have a be real, but I, you guys know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that's kind of cool. Not yet, no. Yeah, I think uh, Be Real's cool. I think, you know, I've seen a lot of friends post on that and like and they'll like take that and put it on Instagram stories. So I'll see that. I'm like, oh that's cool. You know, it's forcing you in that moment to take a photo of exactly where you're at and do it. Like I think that is is a cool aspect of it. But even then, like video, like where people are gonna be putting the money, if I'm a brand, I'm gonna put money in a video every time. You know, like unless you're Kylie Jenner, unless you're a massive A lister where you could hold this product and it'll sell, video is everything. A UGC content, like you're you're chilling. Like you could blow up off that of just yeah. knowing how to do the proper videos, you know. And that's how people from from college with like or p- kids that aren't even having their degree yet, who are just already having a good, you know, they're good at what they do. They're getting hired by these massive corporations because they just chose to go in the right field of video, you know. And think about like the degrees from like ten years ago for people who are in like digital stuff like they were using software that isn't even really applicable anymore you know so like yeah it's just interesting so i i yeah to answer your question video uh for instagram and tiktok i think they're gonna be around for a while facebook is instagram so they're always gonna be i don't know but i couldn't even imagine what other app there'd be i don't know where we can pivot from here because with vine i always knew oh longer videos that's next and right at right when i saw vine i'm like longer videos 100 percent. that's next and then Instagram came out with 15 second long videos. You know, that didn't really affect Vine because people liked the aspect of six second videos. And now you can do 60 second videos on yeah. Instagram. So like we've now hit our cap of like what I feel like we could do, you know. Um, Were you ever on Musical.ly? Yes, I was. Right. And that was originally how I now have a lot of my TikTok followers because it's the same account. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I posted on TikTok. A while ago and they hit me up on my first tiktok They're like hey here's your musically account you just want to use this one i'm like that's a thing sure <laughs> like of course and then they just moved it over for me and i was like oh here we are okay cool but so i did use musically a little bit but so what's your plan what do you want to do next like what's your what are your goals i guess your your follow the following steps you're gonna take um uh, my following steps i'm i've 
that I've, I've taken and that I'm currently taking and that will take is just like continue to upload the videos I want to upload on, um, you know, on, on the internet that will add to my personality as an actor. Um, I don't want to do anything that, uh, I don't know. I just always want to feel, you know, feel respected on the internet because I want to feel respected in the industry I'm trying to get into. Um, so my goal is always to, you know, obviously be doing auditions. Like I love writing scripts, so I want to start getting some screenplays bought and, and different stuff like that. Um, so do you want to become like an A-list actor? Yeah, I, not necessarily. I'm not basing it on like a, like A-list or B-list. I just want to do very impactful films, like timeless films. You know, like, like making money in film is cool and all that, but I never want to be dependent upon film or my acting career to make ends meet. I always want to do like other investments and stuff like that. But overall, I just want to be a part of impactful films, like timeless films that I feel... Because I know how they make me feel. I know how, like, I'm in my head. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply all day long and the moment I'm like reading the script the moment I'm in a movie the moment I'm watching TV or something like that I get put into a different world I know how that feels and it's so amazing I just love these cinematic universes and so that's what I want to do I want to be a part of it all I want to pass it I want to pass it on you know I want to uh, that's just always been my passion you know being in front of the camera but also like storytelling in general that's that's, that's always what, what I want to do but I just want to start doing that on bigger scales like bigger budgets like I don't know what it'd be like with me and 50 million. Someone's like, hey, here's 50 million. Go make a movie. Like, what the f what the hell? Like, oh, my gosh, that'd be a dream. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to work towards. You know, as much as I love acting, I love, like I said, the whole process of it. Creating. You know? Creating. Yeah, because yeah, I got started in editing. So that's part of it. You know, why I got into video making was because of editing. So, like, I just love the process of it all. I really appreciate everyone. Like, even just, like people who are doing lighting and all this stuff and like I'm I went to so many people on set the first time I was ever on a set I'm like what do you do how do you do it how long you been doing it why'd you get into it what makes you so excited to do this why are you doing it? like all these different things it's like it's like a football team it's like a soccer team like we're all here for the same reason we're all here to get a goal we are all here to, as long as you do your part and I do my part and they do their part we're making magic yeah you know what I'm saying and that to me is sick you know what I'm saying like so that's what I love about it like that's my goal is to just keep on progressing in that being dope movies create dope movies and impact people and maybe inspire them to want to do the same yeah that's sick what about you Ilya? Um, I just uh, I just want to make you rip man that's it that's my that's goal that's what I was hoping you were going to say <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping no Matt, Matt's uh, like two weeks in now yeah officially what is it the yeah, 15. So now 15 days in, two plus weeks. Yeah. Of the 90 days. Yeah. 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. Looking good. We're, we're moving. Looking Thanks, good, man. man. Yeah. Thanks. I'm I'm trying, man. It's been uh, it's a mental game. Yeah. And I remember I was watching a, a clip from this podcast with Heath talking about it. Mm -hmm. I actually was talking to Heath about this at the Zila and Kermoda event. I was like, hey, man, I saw this clip of you. You were talking about that instant gratification and your patience. And I think that played a big role for me is because like I, I'm used to growing up and if I upload a video, millions of views, millions of this, million, you know, like I'm, I'm used to that instant gratification. 
And this was one of the first times in my life where I'm not getting that. And that to me was a big awakening where I'm like, this isn't something. And like, I didn't really understand what I was feeling like, cause I was always so off and on with my body and health and all this stuff. Like I'd have three weeks of hard work or like two weeks of hard work and tracking my food and all this stuff. And then I would lose it or whatever. And it's because I was being impatient. That's yeah. the simplest, most simplistic answer to it. And I didn't really understand that until I really saw that clip of Heath talking about it. I was like, man, like this is really just a challenge for myself to know I'm not getting it right away. Like even in the next two weeks, I'm not getting it. Next yeah. six weeks, I'm not getting it. You know, like I got to It's such a long game, you know, and as much as I'm, I'm focused on this end game, I'm also having fun in the process of yeah. it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm finding this balance between it. So it's uh yeah the patience factors are i think the biggest thing for me because i can get in the gym i can lift those weights i can eat right but it's like knowing i'm not going to get that tomorrow i'm not going to get my six pack tomorrow i'm not i want but i'm not you know and that's okay you hear that <laughs> there's motivation right there <laughs> he's trying to do the same thing yeah it's i've for me it was you know motivation, motivation comes and goes but just like on your arm what does it say on your arm I read it wrong. Like disciple, disciple, <laughs> disciples, <laughs> disciples, apostles, disciples. Are you a big Bible guy? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like discipline. That's one thing that has been a big factor for me. Like I just turned twenty five, and I I'm trying to create really good foundations in my life for a lot of different aspects. Yeah. Whether and and one of those verticals, I guess I would say, is health. You know what I'm saying? And that ties into my mental health too. And I don't go out much. I'm not hanging out with a lot of people. Like I live alone. So for me to create my own happiness is a very important thing for me yeah. because I'm not getting it from many outside sources. So the gym has helped out tremendously and being consistent in that aspect has helped. And that that's because of discipline. You know, I'm not motivated every day to go to the gym. Yeah. There's no way. Like, I don't, today I wasn't. Can so. I ask one more question? What's up? When you, cause you've been around for a while, when you see these new people come in and whether they're doing something crazy or like radical or just anything to try and get the notoriety. Can you see the timeline on how long yeah. they'll be? Oh, is yeah. this 15 minutes? Is this 30 minutes mm -hmm. of fame? Can That's you spot that out pretty quickly? 100%. And, and it's, it's, it's really funny you ask that because like there's moments when like I'll be with my homies and I'm like, I give them a year. Yeah. I give them about six months. Like, you know, it's it's so obvious of knowing kind of who's going to be around and who's doing it for just the clout. Like, and you also know kind of as time goes on, who's ready for it too. Like some people like they like one, like they'll try a bunch of these different videos. Like let's say they're doing a, now a pranking video where other people's feelings are involved and like, but they don't care because they now, this was the biggest, most viewed video they did. So then they'll double down on this and triple down and quadruple down. And then that's now all they're known for. And then like, they're just such a one dimensional person. And then like, then they feel like they, the next thing you know, they stop posting or cause then they try posting something else and that doesn't work. And then like, wait, so now I have to do this. Then, then now it's just being inauthentic because now they're forcing themselves to post this. And then, so yeah, I feel like if there is authenticity behind it, then there usually will stay. Um, but the thing is with social media, and I've said this before, is that there's no long game in it. There's never any long game in social media because we don't own the platform. We don't have any control about uh, any of this stuff. Like that's why musicians, for instance, like you can go off and make a song and all this stuff, and you can control what you're putting out there. If you're, for instance, not like in a record label, let's say. But with social media, I can't name one person on the internet who's been relevant for more than seven years, more than six years. 
YouTuber, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they might still be getting views, but then being like the talk of the town, no way. There's yeah. at some point you have to pivot. And for me, I never have had, I've never really cared about the term relevancy or because that was, social media was never my end goal. You know what I'm saying? Um, acting is, you know, and I'm mentally preparing for this 60 year long acting, film, writing, directing career, you know. So um, with other people, I can definitely see I'm like, oh, okay, like this is dope. Have your fun. Like, I've even messaged people and been like, yo, like, this is a long game. Remember that. Know what you're putting out there in this world. Like, this is this is not a sprint. The social media stuff is not a sprint. Like, use it as much as you can to your advantage, but understand that you have to pivot at some point while still using that as a catalyst to help out whatever industry you're trying to then get into to help promote. Like, let's say you want to get into fitness and, and you want to start pushing that brand. You can still use what you've done on social media and use this as a catalyst to help out your brand, but don't think you're just going to survive off social media the rest of your life. There's like, there has to be other forms because even if you are making the correct videos, all right, so what? Let's say Instagram doesn't like what you're posting anymore. Bye. They're not gonna post to your to your followers. You don't even. We don't even own our own engagement anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, the fact that I can go on Facebook and pay for more engagement of my own followers. What? <laughs> That's insane to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, the long game of it is is hard. But yeah, I can definitely see people being like, a year. That's a two year right there. We got a six monther right there. You know, like it's. I give Illy about a week. You know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But like, damn. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's that long. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Dope. So Matt, you have a podcast, Gen to Gen. It's with Eric Griffin. I do have a podcast, Gen to Gen. It's kind of like a a take on the intergenerational similarities and differences as you would say yeah. you know we talk about you know being in the acting industry health journeys we got into a huge argument today about aliens like massive like i was yelling in the mic <laughs> like we'll get out because i've known him for six seven years so it's not this like new, new chemistry yeah yeah like i've known him for a while so um so yeah it's a, it's a fun podcast and i enjoy being the student but also being the teacher in moments you know? do you want to be a stand-up comic it's terrifying to me. I would want to maybe do a Netflix special one day where it's kind of like very scripted, like kind of like a Bo Burnham style one because I've done like tours like that before where I have a whole like two hour long script and it's like involves, um, you know, different uh, dialogue and then a, a person who is like a musician will come in but will introduce them through a dialogue. So I would want to yeah. do something like that where it's it's very scripted. Um, but going up with just the mic, like that's terrifying to me. Maybe one day, but I it's... Man, I, I tip my hat to those comedians, man. That's that's a tough situation. That's a, it's tough business, stand up comedy. Yeah, I can't imagine. Fuck that. Like that's hard, bro. That's. Would you ever do that? Uh, yeah, I would love to try it. Stand up comedy. Yeah, I actually wanted to go to like a dive bar and do an open mic night and not tell anybody and then let you know how. It Shut up. That's awesome. Ilya's just sitting in the back. Dude, like, he finds out. Yeah, that he I'm finds doing out it. somehow. <laughs> like, uh. yeah. Wait, so if if you were to do that, would you? Do you like write out your entire set, practice it, and then do it, or is it just you come up with shit on the spot? Or no, I no. definitely write out like yeah. a bunch of jokes that I think would work, and then you feel out the room. At the end of the day, I think I'm gonna have more experience than like a random person who's just coming up mm -hmm. from like a different kind of job. Dude, can you imagine you blow up? <laughs> You're the next comedian. The next. Oh, like, this is my podcast partner. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't tell you about it. 
But like you said, that like he does it a whole yeah, under yeah. a whole different name or he's whatever. A, he's, like, a, he's on Netflix. Yeah. Like, is that Joe? <laughs> why is his name Nick on Netflix? Like, well, I don't. Why did he switch it? He really didn't want anyone to know. Okay. Like, but no, like you said, oh, it's really about reading the room too. Like people could come in with a whole bunch of jokes, you know. And let's say on their third joke, it's hitting, and they're all right. Let me run with this one for the next five ten minutes, you know. And then like, it's a lot of it's improv too, and yeah. like n- like knowing if someone's like heckling, you gotta know how to like keep them and i've asked eric so many questions on this about like what do you do if someone's being a douche and like heckling like how do you do it and like to know what to do in that scenario and not ruin the vibe but also let that heckler know like bro shut up like you're literally like you're talking when you're not supposed to be talking at all you know that's it's an art you know so i i commend you for wanting to do it because i could never (laughs) do it man i will you should like life is short why not you know like I think I just have to get to that point to where I'm like, all right, I'm not doing anything Thursday. Let's do it. I'm not doing anything Thursday. <laughs> so that's, it's a scheduling thing? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not my first priority, but like it is on my list of things to go do. Well, why don't okay. you just schedule it for like Thursday this week, for example? Because I, <laughs> I think Jonah did it too. Jonah did a stand-up night and he didn't tell anybody about it. No, I'm pretty sure he told everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> I just think, were you saying no one showed up? Like he just told everyone and no, no one? Sh- no, he told everyone because he was just like really nervous. Mm. And he was like practicing jokes in front of us. Everyone's drunk anyway. It's not like not, not only that, yeah. but like, who cares? Like these people, exactly. you know what I mean? Like even if even if you completely bomb, mm-hmm. like completely, you'll never see these people ever again in your yeah. entire life. And, and that's then, now a story for other people. Yeah, yeah. I watched this dude bomb the other night at this dive bar. <laughs> I think his name was like Joe or something, but he was going under the alias of. Tulum? I don't know why he chose Tulum. Has he been there? Is that why? Has he not been there? Is that why? I don't know. He just starts sweating. Wait, how much how much is it to do that? It's free. Well, you should do it, man. Maybe. You want to do it together? I was about to say you could do a duel, like a a duo stand-up comedy set. We totally do it together. (laughs) We go up together. (laughs) I always wonder why don't people do that? Has yeah, Eric I've ever talked seen, about I've that? I've never seen a duo. I, I've never seen like a branded duo. Yeah, I've like, seen duos happen. Like I've been at shows, like for Eric's show, for instance, where they have like, um, where you're not allowed to come with material. That's oh, wow. yeah. So it's going off of the crowd. The crowd will give you a topic, and you have to. You're on point. So it's and it was like two of them at the time, and it was funny to watch them bounce off each other know when okay this he, he's gonna take the joke on this one yeah now i'm gonna jump in on this one or maybe i'll then take it so it's it's interesting Bro, we should do that because be i've never okay. seen a brand to do it though i've i've yeah that wasn't like a consistent thing and, and neither of us at that point would be nervous because like we both know we suck yeah you know so it'll just be like funny and maybe it'll be funny for the crowd it'll be like a live podcast i was gonna say this, it's a live podcast at that yeah. point you know and like but you know and the more you're in bringing in the fans and all this stuff but yeah i've never seen a brand to do it and i think a lot of that is because comedians just want to do it solo they're like i want to see how far i can get just by myself no one's really gone into it like yo let's do this bro like this is dope let's that's actually a really cool idea wow all right sign us up all right no i'm serious okay all right let me know when when i'm I'm there i leave on friday so if we can do it on thursday that'd be great let's go (laughs) the start what if this is the start of the biggest stand-up duo in history was right here wait we have to (laughs) we're the new pen and teller (laughs) we have to write jokes out though just like loose stuff, yeah. Yeah. What does that mean, loose stuff? Like, like, like is it me making fun of you, and like you making fun of me, or what? You don't it? write down the paper. Make fun of Joe. <laughs> get made fun of by Joe. That's like that's. You're gonna go no, on no, right no. on stage, look at your paper, be like, "What's up, guys? How are we doing tonight?" Okay, no, no, no. no I know. I, I'm saying like, but do I write? Like, what do I write? 
Or do you write for me? What how does that work? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Oh, yeah, see, I already see the dynamic. <laughs> you just want to show up. There's always one guy who's working harder than the other. I yep. already see it. I Check def- it out. I definitely, Check it out. You're I in d- it. <laughs> I definitely want to just show up. Oh, okay. I okay. don't want to fucking do anything. I'm just going to fucking come. Jeez. I just want to come and go on stage. I think that's cool. All right, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay, okay right. so maybe you'll be the one who's getting made fun of. He'll have to get all the jokes. And, and I'm guys. cool with that. Yeah. You'll yeah. be the butt end of the jokes. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Bet. I'll be front row. Cool. Can we make stories up? Yeah, Does that comedians do that? I'm sure they do. Yeah. Or they exaggerate things. Like, I went to the grocery store and there's a seven-legged cat. And I know it was a four-legged cat. <laughs> and it was normal, but you can oh, say. If, dude, if we can exaggerate stories, I feel like you and I could kill that. I saw Jeff Ross live once the Roastmaster guy mm-hmm. he's so funny he yeah. just pulls 10 people up of the crowd and just like destroys them really they look yeah so funny if you're in like I call it the roast zone which is like the first few rows of the comp like I've gone to so many of Eric's shows and I'm in the far back oh yeah yeah, yeah. I can't I sit in the not, front I, bro I'll get roasted you, if you're in the rose zone, you're done. I, bro, I went to Justin Bieber's roast, and Jeff Ross was there. Uh-huh. I was, I was literally there at the Justin Bieber roast, like front row, and he was cooking him up. Like Jeff Ross is, dude. Bro, he's the good, thing bro. is, you have to be, you, you have to be like mean to do that. I don't think either you or I can do that. No, I never make fun of anyone's appearance. Yeah. Well, until Thursday. <laughs> it all starts Thursday. Thursday, we're changed men, Joe. We're fucking assholes on Thursday guys, night. Like, next, like when I see you next, you're like, "What up, douche?" Like you're just like, like you completely changed. Like you can't yeah. even talk to normal people anymore. You're just like, you're like, dude, you're not even on stage right now. We're like, we're in a Denny's and you're calling me this for no reason. <laughs> the, the, my problem is like, my mind can't even. I can't even get my mind to think of something mean. It's not that I it's not that I have something to say that's mean and I just don't say it. I just literally cannot think of something mean to say. We mean get either. it, Ilya, you're an angel. Like <laughs> No, that is serious. No, well, we we no. make fun of ourselves more than anyone on this podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, I I just I think it comes down to how Like if you if you were to tell me right now like make fun of me, I'd be like I have no like you have a weird earring. You know what I mean? Like that's I literally have no idea. No, my one insecurity. <laughs> my one. That was the one thing I didn't. I was actually about to take them out before I pulled up here. I'm dead ass serious though. I wouldn't be able to. I say thought you were gonna be dead ass serious. I really don't like your earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. I, I I really I don't know how to diss how to, you. How, yeah. Like, can you help me diss you? Because dead ass, I have no idea. Uh, Walmart version of J- Cole Sprouse. That's a good one. See, like, thank I, you. I don't know if I'm either not creative enough or if I'm just not mean enough. I don't know what I think it it's is. a form of both. Like your brain isn't working like that. Your brain isn't thinking, "Hey, let me ruin your day." He's saying you have a small brain. Got it. Wow. Boom. That was that <laughs> example. Boom. You got to be ready. So fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's like that. And you're like, I'm like, actually, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I guess uh, make when fun you're, of me. Uh, buddy shop. Buddy shops at the Baby Gap. <laughs> Oh shit! Ah, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good actually. <laughs> Sorry, that was. That was I'm that was with Eric a lot, so I'm always kind of. He always he's always on. That's what he's always saying. Does I'm he roast people? Dude, I can't say anything around that man. He's so on point, but he does it in such a nice manner. You're like, that was good. Dude. I was listening to your pod, and he was saying, "You're like, yeah, I'm going to the work sh- out." He's yeah, like, "Oh, sh- you need bigger shirts to fit those twig arms, or whatever you said." Yeah, dude. Like, he's. Oh man, he's he's a tough one. Damn, but, I'd love to be like. That's my one thing that I, I think I'm missing about my own personality is that I don't know. Like when when David makes fun of me, 
I have no way of retaliating. Yeah, you just get angry. I, I don't know. It's not even that anymore. I actually don't get angry anymore because I'm so used to it. <laughs> now I just take it. <laughs> I just take it in the ass. But <laughs> I, I wish I knew how to retaliate. Like, I'm, at the end of the day, just have some ready. Like, already think of some. Like, have them queued up. Have them have that ammunition ready. I'm like, like already. Right, like, I go in my notes. Like, and he's like, he's like, oh, what up, Ilya? And he says something like, it's funny you say that because blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, what the? Was that? Were you ready for that? Like, no, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just hard to retaliate for me. I don't know why. For me, I never like roasting people or, like, making fun of them unless I feel they're my friend. So if I'm roasting someone... Like, I, cause I, then I'll feel like a bully if I'm if they're not my friend. I don't want to make no, someone totally, feel uncomfortable. Totally. So like, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Is that like I don't know how to like, quote unquote, be mean to people, be like roasting them. Like, now if we're on like Call of Duty or something, like oh, it's different. so much fun. Like just roasting your homies on. And no, I think, that's different. And I think that's where you can maybe <laughs> get some practice with David. Did you play COD a lot during the the pandemic? Yeah, I played a lot of COD, but uh, not just Call of Duty. I played like a lot of Fortnite. Among Us was popping during that time. I never liked Among Us. It was too slow for me. For me, it was like it was ruining friendships. Really, <laughs> dude? Like it was like people were getting so intense over it. I just didn't like how good my friends were at lying. Oh, that's so funny. It was just weird. I was like, why are you this good at this? <laughs> did you not like my outfit the other day when you told me you did too? Is that where where does this line? Where is this drawn? Where is this line put in this relationship? You know? Um I like first person shooters. So anything like that. You Wait, know? have you played Far Cry? No. Motherfucker. You did bring that up the other day and I was like super left Far Cry three best game ever. It's actually where I, uh, I got this <laughs> oh tattoo from. Did <laughs> I ever one? tell you the definition of insanity? The main villain, Voss, says that, and I got it tattooed on me because <laughs> <laughs> because he said that. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I later found out that it's actually a quote from Albert Einstein. Okay. So, so right. I was All like, right. okay, cool. Maybe you start fine. with that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quote from Albert Einstein on me. You know, I fucked three. <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what does it say? Sorry, I, did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? You haven't. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah. Okay. I actually. Yeah. I there that. you go. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good thing Einstein said that, and not someone else like yeah. Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if like you look into a deeper like before Albert Einstein? The there, Albert? there was like some terrible ruler <laughs> who made that up, and you're like, oh god, that's <laughs> no, 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 it's Albert. And you're like, you like stop it. You don't want anyone else. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Anyways, yeah, we got to start practicing our retaliation and stand up. Okay. All cool. right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for we having appreciate me. Appreciate you. Of course, of course. Again, it's been Matt Espinoza. And uh, where can they find your podcast? Um, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Gen Go to Gen, Google Play. Yeah, just Gen to Gen, like Generation like Two, two? Generation. Like yeah, number the number two. two. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Gen cool, cool. to Gen. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming, brother. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having for me. show. See ya. Bye, everybody. Lightweights podcast. Bah, 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 bah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.